Halito, everyone. Halito. Welcome to another episode of Okla Imaya, a talk among professionals. I'm your host for this edition, Jerry R. Lovern, and I'm better known to friends, coworkers, and clients as just simply Reggie. I'm happy that you've joined us today as we talk about this month being recognized as National Recovery Month. Okla Imaya is brought to you by the Choctaw Behavioral Health Department. Our offices are located in the second floor of the Choctaw Health Center. We realize that um, at this time, the pandemic has limited our ability to see people in person, but we ask that you uh, take our phone number, write it down, and know that uh, you can call us at any time. Choctaw Behavioral Health's phone number is 601-389-4010. Excuse me, that's 601-389-4150. Why did y'all let me forget that and okay, do that wrong? Let's, let's get, you got it. You got it. get it right here now. <laughs> Today's topic is the uh, as the focus is recovery month. The month of September has been proclaimed as recovery month. We want to talk a little bit about that, how uh, it affects the tribal population. And I'm uh, joined today uh, by some good friends of ours in the... Um, Choctaw Behavioral Staff. Um, I'll take just a moment to introduce them. First, we have Mr. Daniel Tubby. He is a certified alcohol and drug counselor and has worked for several years as a case manager. Halito, Daniel. Halito, Reggie. Reggie. We also have uh, uh, Mr. Rodney Steve. He has uh, been a part of uh, behavioral health staff for a year or so. He works as a 12-step uh, facilitator. He's also a case manager. We're glad to have Rodney Steve with us. Halito, Rodney. Halito. Halito. Uh, rounding out our panel today is Mrs. Peggy Lewis. Peggy. Hello, Peggy. Halito, Peggy. Peggy has been with the staff of Behavioral Health for several years. She is also a 12-step facilitator. She is um, a case management specialist for the elder population. We're glad to have her with us today. As we get right into our topic, let's talk about Recovery Month, and let's find out a little bit about what it is when it started. A little background information from the Recovery Month website. It says that now in its 31st year, Recovery Month celebrates the gains made by those in recovery, just as we celebrate improvements made by those who are managing other health care conditions, such as hypertension, diabetes, asthma, and heart disease. This year's theme, 2020 National Recovery Month, is join in the voices of recovery, celebrating connections, like to point out that all of the staff members in here are uh, people that are in recovery themselves. They can speak to this from a personal level, and I think you'll be interested to hear what they have to say. Daniel, if you will, 
we talked about what recovery month is. I'd like for you to, uh, if you wouldn't mind, taking just a moment and talking to us about what we're recovering from to begin with. In this instance, we're actually talking about substance use. So if you could shed a little light on what we're talking about, I think the audience would really gain some insight from that, okay? Okay, Reggie, I'm happy to do that. I, I am in a recovery myself. I had abused alcohol for over 25 years, and now uh, I am I have recovered for 26 years, one day at a time, Reggie. That one is day great at to a hear, time. Daniel. Such inspiration to all of us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What is alcohol addiction? Alcohol addiction in Choctaw, we might say, Okahomi Ishiko Shahli. Alcohol addiction, also known as alcoholism, is a disease that affects people of all walks of life. The severity of the disease, how often someone drinks, and the alcohol they consume varies from one person to person. Reggie, I had experienced a lot of situations where I realized that I needed help. But I also wanted to hang on to my drinking because I thought I was having a good time. But I came to a realization that and alcohol was not really taking me anywhere. It was taking me backwards, as far as I'm concerned. So I decided, I made up my mind that I needed help. So I reached out and seek treatment at Choctaw Behavioral Health back in 19, probably 92, somewhere in that time frame. Anyways, for those of you who are suffering from alcohol addiction, here are some of the signs and symptoms that you may want to consider. First, occasions of drinking more than was intended, a persistent desire, or one or more unsuccessful attempts to control use, Spending considerable time in obtaining alcohol, drinking it, or recovering from its effects. Intoxication or withdrawal at times when he or she is expected to meet major obligations at work, school, or home. The need to give up or reduce important activities such as occupational or recreational because of drinking. Continued drinking despite knowledge of persistent social, psychological, or physical problems. A marked increase in tolerance to experience effects. Withdrawal symptoms. Drinking alcohol often to avoid withdrawal symptoms. You know, sometimes we wonder why people, you know, drink every day. It is because they want to avoid the sickness from withdrawal symptoms. You see, when a person stops drinking within the 24-hour period, now if the person had been drinking maybe every day for maybe a whole week or two weeks, and if they just all of a sudden stop, then they're going to start experiencing this uh, severe withdrawal symptoms. 
So that's why they want to avoid this sickness. And they end up drinking more and more every day to avoid this severity of withdrawal symptoms. So it's just a continuing cycle. Yes, you, it you is. You drink, and then you become sober. Uh, you go through the withdrawal, and the only way to stop that withdrawal right away is to drink again. So it's just a vicious cycle. Is that what you're saying, Daniel? Yes, and in AA, we use this term. I just got sick, sick and tired of being sick. That's why I reached out for treatment. And it is true. We get sick. The more we drink, we add on to the sickness without realizing it. Yeah, I think that quote came out where, you know, people sometimes people say in order, in order to avoid hangover, you know, keep drinking. Yes. You know, and the, so I, I've heard that you know quite a few times from different different people throughout my you know, my life, and you know, from people that had been drinking, like like you said, Daniel, you know, people that have been drinking for like even weekend binge drinkers, which which was one of the problems that I had was being a binge drinker. But yeah, that's. I heard that phrase quite often, and that was to avoid getting sick, you know, keep drinking kind of thing. So I guess that that was something that was used to justify their habits, you know, keep going. The scary part is uh, some people drink every day for a whole year. Just imagine what that, what they are doing to their uh, body, mind, and soul. For those of you suffering from alcohol addiction, when, whenever you need help, go to Choctaw Behavioral Health and get treatment. Thank you, Reggie, for having me on this Oklahoma Maya. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate your yeah, words and wisdom. As Daniel said, remember, call someone, reach out for help to the Choctaw Behavioral Health. Our telephone number 601 389-4150. Daniel gave you a definition of, uh, of uh, addiction. And while Recovery Month celebrates recovery from various um, different things such as mental health disorders, like mood disorders, personality disorders, we're focusing on the recovery from substance abuse today. And you may be wondering how exactly is recovery defined? How is it measured? Uh, for mental health purposes, it may be defined a little bit differently than most people think. It's somewhat different from a, a medical issue recovery. And I'll try and give this example. Let's say that, Rodney, you had a broken bone in Allez. your leg. Allez. <laughs> Rodney, you'd probably go to a physician and ask them to treat your broken bone. He would probably set your bone and it's where it would grow back properly and he'd probably put a cast on it. That's right. Then he would monitor your progress while the cast was on. He'd monitor how the bone was responding. At some point, he would remove your cast and you might go through a little physical therapy. Then he would hopefully say that uh, your bone is completely healed and you can resume all your regular activities. In this instance, in a medical sense, we have a place where recovery starts, 
and where your recovery ends. In mental health, especially with substance use uh, issues, the recovery is not so easily defined. It's hard to define the starting point and hard to define the ending point. As a matter of fact, uh, people in the mental health industry, we actually have stages that we believe uh, everybody goes through. Uh, the first stage actually begins before the person even knows that they need help. Before the person is even thinking about asking for help, we in the mental health field, we don't say that uh, they're not in recovery. We just say they're in what we call the pre-contemplation stage. That just means that they don't know that they need to ask for help. And we've, we've seen many people in that stage. There's nothing unusual about being in that stage. The stage that uh, follows that is what we call the contemplation stage, where somebody begins to think, you know, let's talk about this. And this is usually where they first talk to a therapist. Uh, this is a stage where they think, well, it would be great to be sober again. But they also think, Daniel, just like you mentioned, I'd really like to keep drinking because I like it, because it's fun. And so they got some ambivalence going on there. They will or they won't. It's during this stage that uh, uh, mental health professionals, we talk uh, with the clients. We try and use motivational interviewing to help the client reach the conclusion on their own that treatment is needed. We don't ever try and force treatment on anybody. It's always better for them to reach that conclusion on their own. After the pre-contemplation stage, or excuse me, the contemplation stage, uh, we have what we call the preparatory stage. This is where the client and the provider work together to come up with a plan. It's a working together, mutual thing. After preparation, the client is known to enter the action stage. This is where the client receives one-on-one -on -one counseling, group therapy, uh, it's where he learns the skills to avoid the use of his drug of choice. Uh, it's where he learns coping skills. After this action phase, we refer to the maintenance phase, which uh, all of you have attested to being in that stage. You're at the stage where you're putting into practice what you learned while you were in treatment. Now, we all know that relapse can occur. It's, it happens very often in recovery. But we don't say that recovery failed because of relapse. We just say that the client goes back to the pre-contemplation stage and um, the recovery cycle starts again. So with that in mind as a definition for what recovery is, I'd like to ask Rodney if he would uh, speak to our audience today and tell them about mm -hmm. some history and the cultural aspects and how it relate, relates to tribal members. Rodney, if you would do that, please, sir. Well, thank you. Um, in my little research that I had to do about the recovery month of September, I found a, a small video by an individual called William L. White. He's a senior consultant at the Chestnut Health System in Illinois. And in his timeline, he he discovered that in a, the recovery efforts were being made back in the 1730s by Native Americans 
and he called the people that were being somewhat of counselors back then as wounded healers. It was people that had just like just like we are today that ran into the problems of alcohol and then changed their ways and wanted to turn around and tell other people that you know the other tribal members that hey this is probably not a good thing that we're doing so it was, that kind of caught my eye because I, I look back on my time when I was a teenager you know I, I had I had seen these uh, people he called wounded healers but didn't realize it and I didn't realize the recovery efforts that were being made and the people that mostly that was were these wounded healers were women that had had been drinking and had quit and one main person that influenced me with I mean introduced me to possible recovery was was my mother back when I was a teenager but being teenager teenagers sometimes you don't a lot of times you don't listen and I remember her saying stuff like not a piece not you know saying you know there's no good reason why we drink and there's nothing good that comes out of it and reflecting back on that I see these uh recovery efforts that was that traveled through my time and some sometimes I hear people would talk about it while you know I was still in this drinking phase and I didn't realize what was going on this these efforts that was invisible invisibly invisibly in front of me but I didn't realize until I was starting to look this up <coughs> now my one of my duties was to my duties was to find a history of the recovery month and I was back and talking about 1730s now I'm going to jump into the 1800s and there was another organization that popped up it was a recovery mutual aid movement and in 1900 there was a lay therapy movement in 1935 alcohol alcohol anonymous came about in the 1970s the federal government realized that these organizations were helping people and they wanted to help the organization so they they kind of started taking action on uh, recovery that was like in 1970s when I was kind of getting involved in alcohol and some of the stages that went on that you described I can see myself being in that you know first you don't realize you know uh, that what you're doing all the time that it's when you're within a group within your peers it seems like everybody's doing it it seems like it's okay I think that's like the first stages of and then there were times when I was feeling hungover feeling sorry for myself and all that and thinking maybe I shouldn't be doing this you know I think that's the second stage and then it took me some time to finally realize that I need to go into the next stage of actually uh, talking to people about quitting and then finding out from other people for me it was finding out other people how they did it and I tried using their plans and I did my own and I was finally able to get out of it but it's been like six years since I've been been sober now and I 
I have just as much as good times I thought I was having when I was drinking. You know, so, and back in the 70s, you know, people didn't have the internet service and we didn't have no podcasts. We didn't have videos of people talking about in a larger setting like like we're doing now, trying to reach more people. We didn't, that wasn't there, but now there is, you know, and this is, and our efforts with this podcast and some of the things that Behavioral Health is doing is trying to make people realize that, you know, Maybe if you can just think for a minute and maybe realize and look at the some of the things that's happened, you can realize that maybe these activities are not as you don't think you're having a good time as much as you think you are. You know, like I realized. Then go back to the I'm going back to the timeline here again. In 1982, this uh, NADARC came about. And that's called the National Association of Alcoholism and Drug Abuse Counselors. And they're the ones that kind of started out this uh, National Recovery Month in 1989. It actually became uh, national. Uh, the White House finally proclaimed that it was going to be September was going to be the National Recovery Month. So that's where we are today. And I think that having trying to make people realize that there are problems that that are out there when you're around a group of people when you're around settings you really don't see but in sometimes individually you might think in the back of your mind saying maybe this is not what i'm supposed to be doing you know and maybe that that should be a catalyst for pick up the phone or something or even come to the health center and talk to one of the counselors in behavioral health and get it get started on a road to recovery and as Forrest Wood Gumps would say, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Thank you, Was Rodney. it close? No. Did that sound like Forrest? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly like Forrest. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for, for, for those words. Um, Peggy Lewis is a special person in behavioral health. She is our cultural expert, so to speak. And she's going to talk for just a moment about activities available to tribal members and how they can help in the recovery process. Peggy? Thank you, Reggie. Uh, National Recovery Month. Uh, um, I will be talking about people who are in recovery. And, and as for me, I have been consuming alcohol for over 30 years, but now I have been sober for 14 years now, and I'm enjoying my life to this day. And I especially, we need to be with our loved ones because we have missed out on everything. There are a lot of things that we could do, maybe gardening, sewing, doing beadwork, making traditional kabocha sticks and balls, enjoying our grandkids, maybe going fishing with families and going to the ball games, or whatever projects that they have always dreamed of doing. A need help called behavioral health. We are here. Nahalla nopa to hashi kostini ache. Anato istanopoli lachi okla imuma hatak apiakat kostini maya. Sa kostini cha himakano amachukma atale. Isko awatuchina unachilitu. Hidokia isko. Mukofalitukat afemi afami awa usta unachile. 
okla hatak okla kostini maya athihat nana polo okla shoyoli hopaki tahatok kia mokofa nana mako michana hina tokia intibali lawatok imala tikchi in hatak kana in holo athihaya nana mako okla intibali hega tok Hapimala imala maya hapi na yupale himakno nana makon okla imi chana taschaha that is gardening na chonle sewing shikala ikbe beading kabucha hicha tuwa ikbe intakachi noa is fishing tole noa has ball games Himakno nana michi banatukmat mi chana. Apila hachin nagmat behavioral health ish paya. Okla ima ya hoke. Thank you, Peggy. And also a special thanks to everyone that shared with us today with our audience. Uh, that's about all the time we have. Again, before we go, uh, let me remind you the phone number to Choctaw Behavioral Health 601. 389-4150. Next podcast, we will be continuing our discussion of Recovery Month. It will be part two. Uh, again, we say thank you. And until that time, Okla and Maya. And Yako